Hi, this is Kathy Aroo with the Liberal Sherpa Podcast, and um, I usually interview fascinating people. I try to do topics that are on everyone's mind, candid, raw, unfiltered. We got to get down to it. Let's do it. Okay. I am so excited about today's podcast because I have uh, one of the voices of reason from the last four years, and I know I'm not the only person to feel this way because millions of us followed him on Instagram and on Twitter just to hear what he was going to say next. It's uh, Michael Rappaport, um, the actor. You know him from uh, TV shows, um, movies, I think over 60 movies, comedian, director. Uh, he says he's a disruptor, definitely. And he's also a podcaster, and you can find him making weekly podcast history on uh, his I Am Rappaport podcast. Um, he calls himself the disruptive Michael Rappaport, and I think he's super fun from being part of the Howard Stern family, and uh, I, I think um, the children may need to leave the room because there may be some uh, bad words, because uh, I think he's known for telling it like it is, and I really like that about him. He, uh, he was anti-Trump, uh, but... He's almost anti-politician. I don't know. I don't know. I want to get a read on him as a political reporter uh, for many years uh, who's covered, I think, oh my gosh, I'm going on my fourth administration. It's very interesting to find different political commentators out there, and he's truly fascinating. So let me show you a small clip of his rants uh, this week, and they're always fun. And please, children, leave the room. Uh, here I bring you Michael Rappaport. Police Captain Jay Baker, you fuck. You said that sick animal who shot those uh, those people in Atlanta was having a very bad day. That ain't a very bad day. I had a very bad day in 1996. I shat my pants, okay, on 7th Avenue in New York City in the middle of the summer. That's a bad day. A very bad day is a, a, a fender bender. A very bad day is spilling coffee on your iPhone. Killing innocent people isn't a very bad day, you sick fuck you. Okay, so here I sit um, looking at I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast um, dot com. I am Rappaport dot com page. Uh, luminary podcast host waiting for the Michael Rappaport to call me. Um, his bio is actor, director Michael Rappaport, uh, shares his strong, funny, and offensive points of view on life, sports, music, film, and everything in between. Okay. Hello, it's Kathy. Let's do it. Okay, I hit record. Is that okay? Yep, let's do it. All right, I, I was reading, um, I, I asked for 15, so I don't want to go over, but I was reading your... Yeah, okay, if you, if we go over, it's all right, don't worry about it. Okay, you're so sweet. I was reading your, um, uh, by the way, longtime fan, crazy fan of yours, so, um, but I was reading here on your IamRappaport.com that you say you have a strong, funny, and offensive uh, points of view on life, because you say you're disruptive, but when you say offensive... Uh, what do you find offensive? Like, what's... Um, I, I, I think, I think... Like, you know, I probably wouldn't say that in, 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 um, 
I wouldn't say that it's it's probably because of I just know that you know in this social media uh, world and time yeah you know that and it's not on purpose because I, I don't say things to, to ruffle feathers but I just have sort of gathered and you know there's just the responses that I get from people that I could step on toes, you know what I mean? I, I But yeah. I have no problem stepping on toes, but it's not a deliberate thing, but I just yeah, I don't think, think offensive. the sensitivity and mock sensitivity and fake sensitivity yeah. these days, you know, that when I talk sometimes it could be offensive. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't find you offensive, which, because uh, I, I retweet you and I do say that you may, may include bad language and people laugh because, you know, it always does. Um, but people get offended so easy, like, in, in, in regards to the politics, you know, you see, yeah. you know, obviously, I, I've, I've made, made it very clear on where I stood, where I stand on Trump and that whole, you know, his whole yeah. administration and everything that he's done, everything uh, that, that, you know, he, he, he did. Yeah. But, you know, I look at all these politicians the same. I don't trust any of them. I think they're all narcissistic. I, I don't believe any of them. Um, and I think even if they, you, you know, they do um, do something they say they're going to do, they still shouldn't be treated as celebrities. So offensive, like, for instance, in the world of politics, I, you know, like I said, you know, my Trump stance is, is very clear. But if I say something about Biden or I say something about AOC, yeah. people get they get offended as if, you know, you're supposed to just, you know, because they're. Democrats or because they're yeah. I don't know what you shouldn't question them they're public servants you know that you should assume all of them are full of shit yep. and all of them have personal agendas um but, you should just always do that right but I see that's what um because I've been covered I I covered DC I had a, a Washington Post column for 12 years and I covered DC when no one cared no one knew what it was you, you know, no one knew what an attorney general was. Uh, if right. they, no one cared. No one cared. I told people I was interviewing um, Speaker Pelosi. They didn't care. They like, who cares? Um, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, some people didn't even know. Like, what does she do? What do you mean? Um, yeah, and then when I mentioned the attorney general, they said, "Oh, who's that?" Mm-hmm. Um, it, I was that person. I was that person. Oh, well then, see, so what I don't understand is then what I appreciate about Trump was that everyone seemed to then care. I was like, finally, everyone has their eyes on D.C. because these people have been getting away with a lot. Uh, They're good people, but there's also bad people. And I'm so, you know, I was so happy people started paying attention. But you you were making more sense, I thought, than most people people um like on january 6th i was doing a a political show and i brought up you right along with other political commentators i said that i I read your tweets as part of my daily dosage of um, political tweets and at the time i always read uh trump like at three in the morning four in the morning and you were part of my my daily tweets uh because you made you made perfect sense you knew something was going to happen on the 6th you, yep. kept, you kept saying, and I said that when, when Michael Rappaport is saying what's going on, what do you, what's happening on the 6th, why isn't AOC saying it? Why isn't everyone else saying it? And they said, who's Michael Rappaport? I said, well, he actually is um, a podcaster, comedian. You know, it was really hard to say. He's a political commentator. Mm-hmm. 
But you were, you you are a political commentator. You commented on pol- politics. Mm-hmm. You nailed it. You knew something was going to happen on the sixth. I knew the only, and it wasn't it wasn't like I was the only one. The only reason why I knew something was going to happen on the sixth of January is because Pig Dick said something was going to happen. <laughs> I know, but no he, one listened. He, he, I don't know why they didn't listen, but but you know, it's not like I go, oh, see, I told you. Right. I mean. You didn't. It was, you, you it was know, very you didn't. clear and very, uh, you knew something was going to happen. And, uh, you know, you, you never imagined that it would, it would, it would be, you know, it would be easier to get into the Capitol than it would be into the, the Fendi store in Soho, but it was. Oh, um, so, so it's so easy to get into those buildings that I, I went right after 9-11. I was in the Pentagon. I was in the White House. They didn't check my they didn't really check my ID. I didn't get the metal detector. They, you know, my my purse didn't go through a metal detector. It was so easy to go in and out of D.C. I worried, you know, for for like if anyone ever figured it out and they did this this past year, they figured it out. But why did you why did you suddenly care? And why are you getting it right? Like you're you're still getting it right to you know where to look right now because because I, I. I think the reason, well, the reason why I started caring about politics is because of Trump. I, I, I was so offended, so surprised um, that he became president. I was so offended the way he campaigned, and I was so shocked that anyone would vote for him because he is obviously so full of shit, um, and, and he detests and looks down on his base, the majority of his base, those people that stormed the Capitol, yeah. um, and 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 that that base that you know we refer to not not all all Republicans, but you know like the, those those people that pushed him over the top, um, you know being a New Yorker, I mean I've grown up oh, watching yeah. this guy, so you you know what he is, and he told you what he is, oh, and yeah. it just. And it's, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So it just was very, you know, obvious and clear as to what he was. And um, it just incited me. It incited me, but not in the way that he, he, he you know, incited his, his followers. It just, it just offended me. You know, um, I just thought it was blatant. And, um, you know, as far as, you know, my understanding of things, I never followed politics until Donald Trump. I didn't follow Barack Obama's uh, um, wow. uh, time as polit- you know, president. I didn't follow uh, Bush. I didn't follow Clinton. I didn't pay attention. I was one of those people who didn't care and didn't know. And, um, wow. and coming into it in, with, as a grown man with such late, uh, you know, so late to the game, it just makes perfect sense what it is, and it's not easy. It's not hard to figure out, in my opinion, what it is, and you yeah. know. And uh, um, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm not an expert on it, but it, it's just instinct. And and you know, you look at these people. I don't. I mean, I don't. They're just. Yeah, but they're just pathetic. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, but so you didn't. But you haven't dropped it though. That's what. That's what. This is the part that's shocking for me. Is that you? Um, you put that clip of the New Yorker up on your uh, Twitter account with, and you're asking AOC, "Where's the outrage now about the border?" Where is it? Yeah, but why do you care now? Trump's gone. Why are you still holding? Well, because now account? I now I care about it. Now I know about it. You, you know, I'm, I'm I'm 51 years old. You know, you should be aware of what's going on. 
And, um, you know, it's like, um, it, it, it's, you know, it affects, it, it affects, you know, my life. It affects taxes. It affects, you know, my family. You know, I'm, I'm in it now. I understand it now. Yeah, but you're getting, you're losing some base there because the people who hated Trump so much love, you know, they love AOC and they love, uh, the, you know, it's there's one side or the other. And you're telling people to pay attention to both sides, and that's not really what everyone did. It was no. so you're really I, that. That is something that I don't understand. Yes, that's why you can't judge them all the same. You know, you can vote for Biden, you can want Biden, but now it's like, okay, now what? You can like Kamala Harris, and then be like, now what? You you know, everybody's like, you know, hedging towards this AOC. She's full of shit too. She's <laughs> totally full of shit too. But I, but that's what's so that's what's so alarming about you because I I've covered it and I and I I know the games that are played, and you just came out and just called it for what it was, and you're not afraid of losing the followers, you're not afraid of the haters, you're not afraid of the AOC army, you know because <laughs> AOC army, give me a fucking break. There is one, you know. There's a yeah, you know. I, I dealt with the the Ariana Grandettes. <laughs> I dealt with the Ariana Grande army. I could deal with the AOC army. So, so you're going to keep calling it like it is. Even uh, you don't care if you lose followers. You're going to keep. Uh, you're going to keep calling it for what it is because you know yes. you yes. know where to look. It's really scary, but you really um, you you know where to look. You are aware of um, the border. You're aware that they are trying not to call it a crisis, uh, but it's it's not looking good. Like you are, you 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 brought it up. No one's bringing it up. You brought it no up. No one's bringing it up. When when yeah. it was happening under a Trump, it was oh this is like Nazi Germany. Uh, uh, this is savage behavior. Uh, um, you know all the all these things. The you know how could we let this happen? Oh my God! There's kids in cages. The kids the kids are in fucking cages right now. There's more kids in cages, and it's gotten worse. Who cares who's the president? Yeah, but the the they're not bringing like you said though. No one's bringing it up, but you, but you and and I'm and I'm retweeting you, and I'm just like you're not you're not letting it go, and you're so observant, and it's almost like you know you know where to look. You just have an eye for it. You do do you read a lot? Like I, I read some. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I watch all the news outlets. My wife is very smart. She reads. She listens to more stuff and reads more stuff. So between the two of us, you know, we get information and I, I watch, you know, all, both sides of the news, you know, and um, because I think it's very important to uh, it doesn't matter what, you know, what your political uh, preference is. I think it's important to watch everybody and to get an understanding of different point of views. And I think that's where I get a lot of it from. Yeah, uh, and uh, being, an ha being a Howard fan also, I know Howard regretted um, having Trump on the show so much because he feels like partly responsible for like allowing Trump to go, you know, like making Trump so likable. But we're both like um, ha ha Howard fans. Like I, I yeah. knew you before um, Howard, but uh, you, you made the wrap-up show, I think, what it is. I think you just took it to the next level. I, I loved, you know, what you did with the wrap-up show. And um, and and how it feels so bad that he didn't interview Hillary before, like making her more likable, like that's one of his. But I couldn't get to Hillary. Like I I've done the, I've been in D.C. for so I've covered three administrations, 
It's just not like that. Hillary wasn't approachable. I couldn't interview her, but I could interview a Trump. I, I mm. it, it's yeah. So it wasn't. Did you, know, you interview him when he was president? I went to the Trump White House. I actually, uh, I was invited. Like, were, were you around his vibe? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I know Jenna Ellis, his lawyer. You know the lawyer Jenna Ellis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was. Um, I was given tickets to a Rose Garden. Um, you know, outing at the Trump White House. Um, I served for the Bush administration, but I wasn't uh, a Republican. Um, right. But uh, I was there for the Obama White House, and and do you think do you think Gary Delabonte is a fucking ape? <laughs> uh, um, that is so... Do you? It's a very it's a yes or no question. No. Do you think he's a fucking gorilla, a filthy? <laughs> <laughs> really, we went from how the vibe was at the White House. I met, I thought Harry, uh, Harry, I, Harry. Oh my God, I thought Gary <laughs> uh, was more attractive in person than the way you guys make him sound. When I saw him in person, I was like, Oh my God, he's not, he's not bad. How can you're so? He's not bad in person. I thought he was a a, a good looking man. Um, Interesting. But, really, I thought I thought. You're so funny. And oh my God, it's so, the show is so real too. It's, I thought that, uh, I didn't think it was real outside in the hallways, but it's so real. Like the Howard show is real off the air as it is on the air. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I was in the Fox building next door and afterwards everyone just kind of smiled. It, there was, <laughs> it, but you know, but uh, in, the, in the stern hallways, the tension was there. But, no, it happens. Yeah, yeah, no, there's a lot, um, and uh, with Marianne and all that, I think it's super uh, funny, but I think um, I love what you've done for the show over the years. Uh, what, do you, what do you think, if you get an invite to the White House, uh, for Biden White House, are you, gonna, are you going to um, do what so many people do and quiet down? Because you know that's why people get quiet. Once they're invited to the White House, you don't want to say anything to lose access. No, I would never go. No. No, I would never go. I would have loved to have gone and been able to ask questions for Pig Dick, but Trump, I mean, Biden and Kamala, I would never go. Yeah, no, I don't think I'd go anymore either. I, I Like, I went. I went during my time, and I went before COVID. But once the COVID hit, it, it just took away the mystique, I think. It took away right. the beauty of our White House, of the, you right. know, George Washington, uh, John Adams, the beauty. Um, right. Okay, so I'll let you go. Um, I, I thank you so much for your time, but can you tell me um, how do you define yourself and where should um, everyone find you? You're a actor, director, comedian, podcaster, disruptor. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's it. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm easy to find, you know, at Michael Rappaport everywhere. I'm working on season four of Atypical right now. I love doing the show. Yeah. And uh, I'm just a dude uh, trying to uh, stay safe and trying to stay sane. Yeah, and and you and I hope you did get the credit for one of the the voices that helped so many of us stay sane during those last four years of Trump. You really you helped so many of us, and I hope you didn't mind that I called you a political political commentator. I love it. Yeah, I love it. You really. Yeah. You are. Yeah, I, I love it. I appreciate it. And stay in touch with me. You know, send me any article. If you see any stuff you think I should read, either either side, stuff, you know, text me, whatever. I think you're right on it, though. I really am. I, I'm just so, I'm so in awe of you because I'm so happy that you are calling it like it is. And I, I wish there were more in the world like you. 
So thank you. Thank you for doing what you do. All, All right. right, Kathy. I'll talk to you soon, but hit me whenever. I will. Thank you so much. Bye, Mr. Right. Rappaport. Bye. So that was the one, the one and only famous Mr. Michael Rappaport. And you could find him. I really strongly suggest if you're on Twitter, definitely follow Michael Rappaport. It's at Michael Rappaport, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. And the same for Instagram. I think he has like 2.2 million people following. And how can 2.2 million people be wrong? So um, at Michael Rappaport on Instagram. And of course, catch him on Cameo. He's such a huge hit on Cameo. And I've been saving my pennies to be able to afford Michael Rappaport because a Cameo for Michael Rappaport is one of a kind. Oh, gosh. Also, I think he mentioned it, but uh, Netflix, it's, I think, the final season of Atypical. Such, such a great show. Um, comedy, drama, he's great. Watch him on Atypical. Follow me. I'm on uh, Twitter at Aru Kathy, A-R-E-U Kathy. Press reader. So if you want to find great interviews from the Latinx community, go to Press Reader. Look up Catalina Magazine. Right now we have a Bella from Pitch Perfect on there. And Catalina Stars is uh, debuting in April where we have great uh, young and famous Latinxers. And um, on the cover, we have so many great people. And our main star is um, Hector Duran from Space Force with Steve Carell and uh, a great cast. Okay, pick us up at Press Reader. Oh, and definitely go to Good Pods, uh, the app, Good Pods. If you don't have it, definitely download it. Michael Rappaport's on there. Um, Alyssa Milano's on there. Kim Kardashian and me. We all get together and have fun and talk about podcasts. All right. Join you next time when I find another amazing, interesting person to interview. And I'm going to go hit up Mr. Rappaport right now. Bye.